Hi everyone and welcome to season three of the Carousel Project. Can you guys believe Yay. it? Season three. I am just in absolute shock. So excited to dive into all of the topics we have picked for this season. But first, I am Josie Maida and you can find me at social media everywhere at Josie Maida. And I am Kate Killebrew and you can find me on all socials at Kate Killebrew. And I'm Adam, and you can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam. And you can refer to him in person as Epcot Adam as well. Yes, he responds. That, that's the only way. That is, <laughs> if you don't call me that, I send it back. <laughs> I send it back, yeah. <laughs> so as we are... We're off to a great start here. <laughs> only one of our lives is falling apart today. Normally it's all three, so I'm going to say yes, season three is off to a fantastic start. <laughs> That is two-thirds better than the typical for all of season two. So hey, we'll take again, it. we are we are kicking it off. And as we kick off season three, we're gonna kick it off with a question as we always do. What is your favorite sitcom? Okay, Josie well, guys, first. Uh easy. Well, okay, out of all the sitcoms in the world, I think my favorite sitcom ever is The Nanny. Ooh, um, that's a good one. But also Boy Meets World. Like, I'm probably yes. going to watch Boy Meets World when we... I knew that was coming. Yeah, you know it. Like, even though oh, yeah. I have to say, Corey is kind of a little bitch. He kind of is. I was just watching it. And, like, honestly, like, I think in a lot of, like, sitcoms, like, How I Met Your Mother, Ted Mosby, little bitch. Um, It's just the way it is. I don't know what it is, but, like... I guess it's because they're the main character, you know, so everything has to yeah, center so around them right. and their experience. Yeah. But Corey Matthews, love him, but sometimes I'm just like, Jesus, like the world does Brother, not revolve yeah. around you. Anyway, yep. I digress. Josie, have I told you that um, that Danielle Fischel went to my high school, but a few years before me? Would I believe you? Yes. Adam knows everyone <laughs> I, cool. <laughs> She she graduated, I think, the year before I got there. Damn, that sucks. Dang. So basically, you're friends with Danielle Fisher. <laughs> right. That's what I'm hearing. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. So basically, she's going to be on a later episode of The Carousel Project, is what you're saying yep. to me. <laughs> Precisely. Manifesting this. Seriously. Well, we're already, we're putting all of our manifestation powers to Michael Eisner being on yes. an episode. Oh. And since I've already met Bob Iger, I feel like that was a pretty big manifestation. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like meeting Bob Iger was a pretty big manifestation. So who is to say that Michael Eisner will not yeah. be on this podcast? I, I, I truly happen. don't think he would ever do it based on what I've heard about his personality. But a girl can dream. Anyway, Kate, exactly. what is your favorite sitcom? Um, I would say uh, it's definitely two, either Full House or boy meets world and i think it's just because they took over most of my childhood i was yes. also a very big mary kate and ashley gal oh i watched God. all the year invited series um i watched all full house i wanted a twin i that is what well i love mary kate and ashley i think the reason i want twins one day is because of star wars but like i was yeah. obs <laughs> like had every mary kate and ashley doll had their video games had their clothes from walmart oh yeah the doll the clothes the movies, but yeah, um, and then Boy Meets World because I I remember watching that so much on Disney Channel whenever yes. they had it on Disney Channel and syndication later. But so yeah, comforting. one of both of those I would say. What about you, Adam? For me, it there's only one answer, and it's Full House, and that was yeah. my favorite show wow. growing up. I mean, I was I was born a year before the Olsen twins, so like when the show was on, like at its peak, like I was the peak, like the perfect age to be watching it. Um, 
my aunt, well, my great aunt uh, worked for Warner Brothers um, at some point when I was a child and actually took my mom, my cousin, Ashley, and I to a filming of uh, a Full House episode. Dang. And it was the one where Stephanie um, tries smoking because she wants to be cool and fit in. Such Um, an iconic episode. Seriously. And so, yeah, I saw that in person and most of the cast came out to to meet the crowd afterwards, except for the Olsen twins, of course, um, because they were they were way too big for us peasants. Well, but wasn't it that they were like kids? Weren't they like a lot? Weren't they like not really allowed to do as much because they were so young? At that age, they were probably what, like six? Um, I probably went I was probably seven or eight. So, yeah, they were six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Around that time. But yeah, I mean the the reason that a lot of children's parts in in um, TV and movies are played by twins is because children are only allowed to work a certain number of yeah. hours. But if you have yeah. two identical, especially you know, babies, looking, babies right. have to work even less. I think they can only work like twenty minutes an hour, fifteen minutes an hour, which is ridiculous. Put those babies yeah. to work. I That's always why they say do the seriously. Twins. I always Again, yeah. start young. <laughs> yeah, I think it's only like fifteen or twenty minutes straight. I heard or something. I don't know. Yeah. But um, but then I mean, at that point, you have both both kids have been on the show since they were babies, and I guess at that point, I I know that they said apparently Mary Kate would do like most of the scenes, but they would still use both of them. Um, like mm. I guess like later on in the show, like Mary I was an Kate Ashley girl myself. I was an Ashley girl too. Kelsey was a Mary Kate girl. I was because so. Ashley was like more of like they they definitely poised her as more of like the girly one. Yeah. I I could go on for hours about Mary-Kate and Ashley, but what I will say is when the world is all right is when Mary-Kate and Ashley have a deal with a streaming service and Adam Sandler has a deal with a streaming service. I also don't understand. Dual star television. Oh, man. Right? I don't understand why Adam Sandler, though, doesn't have, like, a full thing with Netflix because he's had so many like yeah. Netflix originals that I'm like, why right. won't, why aren't That's all of his original all his movies other stuff. just on Netflix? Mary Kate and Ashley, right. their stuff is nowhere. So it's like, that's not surprising, but Right, and you would think that for Adam Sandler, like anything that's a Happy Madison production, which is his production, which company, would just be on would... Netflix. Yeah, that's right. exactly. Like why that's don't why why don't they do that? Why don't they do that? It's so odd. It. It's, I don't know, but yeah, Dual Star, if Dual Star came to a streaming service, it would be over. Game over. I still, I still know like the commercial jingle for their, uh, for their dolls, like their Barbie well, dolls. That's the sad, that's the sad thing is that Mary Kay and Ashley are literally like, screw you guys. We don't need money. And if they didn't need money, their sister Elizabeth is making bank. So like, they're literally like, we don't have to do sugar for you. We don't have it's to do nothing. So well, they don't care. Yeah. They set themselves up for success as kids. And I mean, sadly, I feel like they kind of, it kind of made them a little bit more of a recluse. Yeah. Like I now think that they're, they're just older, like, they just I feel like be that's what people. happens with child stars. Yeah. Um, and we want a different life for them because we're like, we want to see them as adults and like, we want to see them act now, but it's like, I love yeah, that they, they won't they do were Fuller House. Out. I think that is I hysterical. Know. Fuller House is also a yep. sugar show, which means it's a shit show, which means yeah. like, <laughs> I agree that, that, and especially with Candace Cameron Bure, whatever the hell you say her name, like girl, mm-hmm. you are yeah. messy. I don't want to be in anything with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it ended already. I did watch I, I it tried because watching it. 
I, I couldn't do it. I would watch it while I like curled my hair or something, you know, like I would always it. have it on in the background. It's just like a yeah. show, but it was so yeah. cringy. It was they something just, to watch. There's just something about sitcoms from like the nineties that like sitcoms now just can't match. And when they try to, right. it's always no. cringy. It's always cringy. Especially an iconic, like a reboot of like one of the most iconic, iconic sitcoms of our era yeah yeah and they try to reboot it with the when the two you know more or less the two main or the one main character was not there anymore yeah and they just tried to make it work and failed miserably and them breaking the first wall like immediately on the show like breaking that fourth that fourth wall and being like oh where's where's uh michelle we don't know and they like all look and i'm like oh dang it's gonna be like that i don't know it was like really awkward yeah, like literally it was so like they tried to make it like funny but it's like yeah i would have liked it so much better if they were just like oh michelle like we love that she's off in guam fighting for peace or anything and yeah they could have literally made yeah. it any they could have killed her they literally could have been like oh we miss michelle she's fucking dead why? Because so she's dead. Adam, take that out. Take the F word out. Um, you, you dropped a couple before. Really? Okay, then yeah. leave her in. Leave her in. Leave that yeah, all in. I'll, I'll I mean, mark it's definitely it, getting an explicit, explicit yep. regardless. So I got you, girl. Wait, we mark the episodes as explicit? If, when if you they curse, need to be. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> when, Kate, when you curse. <laughs> right, right. So accusatory. No, but like I, the way the Little way this thing wants is attention. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't curse until someone else does. So yeah, if Josie curses, I'll throw. You know, I love that. Yep. Crack Kate, like, yep. in there Kate sits there. Kate or... sits there and waits. She's like, is this an explicit episode or not? <laughs> I love how Josie Josie drops an f bomb e. and and Kate's like. I'm, if Josie curse, curses, I'm going to drop a crap or a damn. Yeah. And Josie's <laughs> F-bomb shit show, like, left and right. I love how I thought like, that was my first crap. F-bomb. And Adam, who edits, is like, no. <laughs> nope. No, sis. Nope. I was oh, trying man. to save my F-bombs for season three. I know, I guess. Right. Well, there exactly. you go. Third time's the charm. New season, new us. Let's go, baby. New season, oh, new man. us, more F-words. Um, <laughs> anyways, today's topic is Disney sitcoms and I'm really excited for this one. We have had this on our idea list since like forever, since like season 1. Yep. So, I'm very yes. very very excited. And Kate or Adam, do you want to tell them what we mean by Disney sitcoms? Okay. Um well, today we're covering basically any sitcoms um through the decades because there's quite a few decades that they did these. Um that went to a Disney park at some point in so the sitcom. Basic, when worlds yeah, basically collide. the best thing that could ever happen on a sitcom happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirteen times, so pretty exciting. Wow. Heck yes, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to dive in. So the first um, sitcom I found, which this one's kind of tricky because it's not technically in the parks but it's the first sitcom i found where they mentioned like walt disney world and they had like footage of the parks um and that was in 1989 um golden girls they have an episode (gasps) yeah so season four episode 16 um (laughs) it's called two road together um and this episode aired on february 18th 1989 basically um the the whole story behind it is that Dorothy is bringing Sophia to Orlando because Sophia wants to go ride Space Mountain in Disney World. She's like always wanted to do that. So like for their storyline of the show, they're supposed to be traveling to Orlando, but 
Um, Dorothy ends up spending the entire weekend keeping Sophia in the hotel room, um, just like reliving memories like movies, pictures, whatever. So they don't ever actually make it to the park. But at the very end, like the tag is them like you can hear them going to ride space mountain so they do end up riding it we just never get to see that footage they just use stock footage but if you want to watch this episode it's um on hulu and it's uh it's season four episode 16 but i i thought that was funny because the year 1989 would be the year that mgm studios would open a few months later and they would have a golden girls house replica well, I was on gonna say it's so lot. funny that they didn't just did right? oh I thought they filmed Golden Girls there but I guess no they I guess didn't. you're right it was just a replica they didn't. it was a I was replica. gonna say if they why did they just show footage if they filmed it there why didn't they just stick them on a ride but I guess that makes sense I love the Golden Girls my mom and I used to watch that show together all the time and it was really a comfort show for me honestly during um like as much as I watched it growing up during the pandemic like when we were like, oh, really? you know, the height of the pandemic, when everyone was home, it was a really difficult time for me. Um, I would watch the Golden Girls and play the original Harvest Moon on my DS like it was my job. Yes. And honestly, it might as well have been because I did not have a job at the time. It was amazing. Honestly, that that first month, like when I didn't have a job, I was like, oh, like it's going to be fine. Like I'm going to have a job again soon. And like for now, I do to just watch the Golden Girls and play Harvest Moon and go on walks. Like it was like it was so Living the dream. I, honestly, I was oblivious. I was oblivious. Remember the going on walk stage of the pandemic? Yes. Your girl walked yes. like, I literally was, yep. oh my I was so fit. I was so fit. I would literally. I did a 5K every day Seriously. for like four or five yeah. months. I literally did great. Pilates every single morning and then would go on a walk and I used to just call people and talk and I would walk like literally like so far. So just because I was like, what else yeah. am I going to do with my time? Exactly. Right. I, I walked so much. I was hitting 600 points on my Apple Watch every single day. <laughs> yeah, we had those competitions. That's all I could control. That was all I could control in my life right. was fitness. So that's what I was doing. It was just so like. What a time. Yeah, seriously. Anyways, what was next, Kate? So the next episode is an episode of Blossom. Um, and this one takes place. It um, It aired in February of 1993 and it took place at Disneyland. This is the first one that I think would count as like a truly d- like Disney they sitcom. Went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um because they were in the parks and also um I looked into, you know, who who produced the show, like who filmed the show. It was an NBC production, but it was also under under Buena Vista Television, so I believe that's probably why they ended up getting like this Disneyland episode. Yeah. Um back in 93. Um, but the episode was called Of Mice and Men. Okay, and we love the nod to Mick Mouse. What I what I thought about this episode was fun is that it opens up as like a fairy tale. Like it opens <laughs> up with like a storybook, like all the Disney movie, like the Disney fairy tale movies. Mm-hmm. And they're like once upon a time, whatever. Basically, the father, Nick, gets a gig um, to be Elvis at Disneyland and all of his kids he doesn't want them to know like what the gig is so he uses like reverse psychology to be like oh y'all don't want to come to Disneyland like it's it's for kids you know whatever so they're like we're not gonna go and he leaves but they actually end up going anyway to surprise him like to just find out what his gig is I guess he's like I didn't I never watched Blossom um so I don't know like the characters that well but I'm guessing he was like a musician of some sort so they must have been thinking he had like a musical gig and he was literally just like an Elvis impersonator um (laughs) 
But some of, from a marketing PR standpoint, some of the main things that I found that they highlighted in this episode, um, like features of the park, were the Disney Dollars program. Mm -hmm. Um, When they were getting their tickets, they were like, would you like to buy some Disney dollars, our yes. exclusive currency here? Yes, that's so and funny. And they were asking what the like exchange rate was. And um, the Disney dollars had only released back in May of 1987, so they were still fairly new. But they were talking all about like you know buying some, whatever. So I was like, okay, low-key marketing there. Um, then uh, Joey, he was highlighting many of the attractions like he was like oh if you want thrill you could ride Matterhorn or Space Mountain or if you want like um, wait were they in Disneyland for that one yes Disneyland yeah so this first episode's Disneyland yeah because I'm guessing the show must take place in California because it was a situation where they just kind of drove themselves there because their dad had a job Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um another big plug I found throughout was the happiest place on earth they said it at least three or four times where they were just like we're at the happiest place on earth and I'm like okay (laughs) so they're like really pushing tourism um Moments that I thought were were cool that were notable were that um, they did the Skyway and there was Skyway footage. Uh, they called them the Sky Buckets. They went through the Matterhorn yes. holes. Um, so jealous. And I know I'm the H O E for the Skyway through the Matterhorn. The main reason I'm noting this is I find this an odd choice that they like highlighted this attraction because they would close this attraction the following November. They'd close it in yep. November of 94. That's so, so crazy. I love looking like at stuff like that, that you're like, why did you do this? Like by the time people booked a vacation to come do that, you were like, ha ha JK, just kidding. Exactly. So I thought they did a pretty good job of showing a bunch of the different areas of the park. They covered, you know, the train station area, Toontown. We saw some of the characters. They rode the Skyway. Um, It's a really cute episode, and I I would say this would be considered the first, like, sitcom. Yeah. Um, They also did, like, a a concert um, in Tomorrowland, which I know was a big thing they were doing around that time uh, during the Mm. Michael Eisner era, so they were sure to have, like, a little concert spot in there. Um, but you can watch this episode on Hulu. It is season three, episode 19, and it's available on Hulu. So, and we'll put um, all of the episodes in yes. the show notes and where you can find them as well. So yeah. it is great that Kate is saying them and spieling them, but don't worry, we'll put it in the oh, show yeah. notes as well. I'm planning yeah. to I'm planning to link each episode as well, so that way if they have the scri- subscriptions, they yeah. can just click over, hopefully. Good, I'm going to do it. Guys, I literally realized Same. that Kate, I am, I am definitely the lazier <laughs> one when it comes to the research because Kate, why? Why? Kate will do it for me, and then I can just click the links. Like, <laughs> you go online and you go click, click, click. Yeah. Do you seriously not know how Netflix works, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that was. So I thought it was interesting that it started with the Disneyland because, yeah, throughout the rest of this, the majority of them will be Walt, Walt Disney, Disney World. World. Although they will make their way back to Disneyland in the later decades. Yes. We'll get, okay. We'll this, yes, I wanted to talk that. about that too. Yay. So. Next would be Full House. So we all know that's a big one. I feel like out of all the episodes, except maybe Boy Meets World, I feel like Full House is the one that people truly remember the, the most. episode, yes. Um, yeah, I would say even as much as I love, um, yeah. as much as I Boy love Meets Boy Meets World, I think Full House, like a lot of people remember. The iconic episode. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I agree. The Full House episode, even though I love the Boy Meets World one the most, I feel like that's the one that I hear most people talk about. 
Um, cause I think it just had so many cute little Easter eggs and was so timely and like, it just was such a good fit. And yeah. I feel like it did a way better job of like showcasing all of Walt Disney world in comparison to boy meets world and some of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll talk about that. So this, these, this was a two parter. There were two episodes, um, mm-hmm. and they were both called the house meets the mouse part one and part two. Um, they aired on May 11th and May 18th, 1993, uh, season six, episode 23 and 24. We'll start to see this trend as we get through the rest of these sitcoms. We love a, a two-part where episode. It, where it starts to be two-parters. It starts to be like episode 22 to 24, like right at the end. I always um, thought that the, the I always thought for some reason that the... Um, Boy Meets World episode was a two-parter, but it was not. It was only a one-parter. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. And I think that's probably why I feel like they didn't end up covering a lot of ground as far as like the whole property Mm -hmm. in comparison to Full House and some of these other ones. Yeah. I, I'm obviously not going to go over the entire episode because it's an hour, but some of the main things that I felt that they pushed in this episode were obviously the movie Aladdin because yes, it just came out just in 92. Oh, yes. But also because, because Kate, I'm not going to steal your yes. gender on this, but... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Because, um, but also because Steve was the voice of Aladdin. So yep. um, so the main things I would say were um, the Aladdin push, which I was going to talk a little bit about a few ways that they pushed Aladdin, but also park hopping, I feel like, was a big push. They didn't call it park hopping, but the fact that they went to all three parks yeah. and they highlighted things to do in each park, all it was all, almost a little funny because oh yeah it was all three uh, no no no, that's what i'm saying like it's like crazy that it was exactly all three three. parks so um but like for me the only humorous thing about this episode and then some of the other episodes are like how they make it seem like you can just walk from gate to gate like so quick um and then the other big push i felt they had was like for the grand floridian um they did a lot about the grand floridian by having them stay there they had the big lobby scene with the piano with uncle jesse they had them go out on the boat you know show that they had the boat services i feel like in Um, all of the episodes the only hotel that they ever push is the grand which is funny because the poly the poly is just as good as the grand the poly is just as pretty as the grand like Mm -hmm. please get my reference well we will uh we will just see about that there were a few other ones that get highlighted later but Yeah, no, it's uh, for this one. I'm thinking this must be right around that time that they were um, changing. I I think they might have been changing the name over because Grand Floridian opened as like the Grand Floridian Beach Beach Resort or something. And then they changed it to Grand Floridian Resort. I did not know that, guys. I learned so much every week from Kate. And (laughs) I saw that. I actually. I didn't know that until we did the map episode last season because on one of the maps oh, yeah. it said it was like promoting it. It said like Grand Floridian Beach Resort or whatever the, the actual name was. That but is I had no crazy. Idea. I did not know that. I only know because I wrote um, a blog about it back in July because I was going to do a Disney history moment of the day on it and I decided to do it on something else, but I yeah. wrote a blog post about it. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking. It's probably it was probably a time where they were pushing the Grand Floridian really hard. Keep in mind this this episode um, 
so nine actually 93 so this was before i was gonna say it's right around the 25th but actually yeah. it's not it's before so anyway i don't know why the push for the grand was i'm assuming is maybe they must have just made that name change maybe um adam if you want to s- search and see when they did that name change real quick um yes, while okay. I, talk, Got it. I also while think I because about... it's just like the most expensive hotel and like it's so ornate and beautiful and it's like if yeah. they're gonna make people want to come and want to replicate the experience why not make them want to replicate the most expensive hotel? You know what I mean? That would yeah. be my thinking. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I I get that. I'm just thinking there must be, like, there must have been some spin that they were trying to get people to see. But, I mean, it could just be that it was expensive. But I know, like, future episodes, they put them in, say, like, Coronado because it had just opened or, like, Yeah, I think if, if it's not that it had just opened or that the name had changed, I yeah. would always guess if a resort is Probably not just, just flagship. That Yeah, yeah for me, I'd be resort. like, unless there was, like, oh, the Riviera just opened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, it yeah. would make sense to be like, okay, let's just stick them in the nicest one. <laughs> like, because, yeah. again, if you're going to want people, like... There are people who want to replicate. I know as a kid when Mary Kate and Ashley, as we were talking about them earlier, when they went to um when they went to Atlantis, I wanted to like replicate okay. their trip yeah. exactly. I was there while they were filming. Of course. That episode. Shut up, Adam. Yeah. You know what? Yep. I am done with Gosh, you today. Adam. Danielle Fitchell, <laughs> any this. I am just done. <laughs> Well, you're going to be done later because I also saw another sitcom film that we're going to talk about. Are you kidding oh me? Oh my gosh. Well. Um, and uh, really yes. quick about the Grand Floridian. Yes. So it says here um, it changed its name on in the during the fall of 1997. Oh, so, years so it was after. Later. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, it must just yeah. be because it was a flagship resort. I mean, it right. was clear that so. Mikey yeah. loved Grand Flow. Exactly. Like, he was big into Grand Flow. So but that's I'm what I'm shocked. saying. He was like, we are going to get that money. We like yeah, people are going to want to come coin. here. The Muppets have been here. The people from Full House have been yep. here. You're going <laughs> to yep. want to come. You're going to want to stay here. And honestly, I look at the commercials today, you know, like as much as Kate and I love our our beautiful, wonderful pop century, like when you see a Disney World commercial, they are showing the Grand it's Floridian. The Grand They're Flo. not showing yeah. pop or the all-stars. Like it's Grand Flow and yeah. always Grand Flow. Yeah, of course. Because again, like they're going to want to show... You know, I think what we see on TV, Show it off. and I think that goes into marketing, the marketing of it. Like you're gonna want oh, yeah. to replicate these exactly. You know what I mean? And a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of thought that I, I guarantee went into you know each each episode. So one thing that I did want to highlight about these these episodes was the fact that like DJ kept seeing Steve yes. whenever it wasn't yes. him. <laughs> the there were three. Part. Yeah, so there were three different occurrences of this. The first one is, in my opinion, and I'm sure in y'all's opinion, the best of them all. Just to ver- just to like make it clear, Steve, if for people who are of course like familiar with the show Steve was not supposed to be on the trip with them which makes sense because like they're they were in what like high school like why would he why would he go with them so basically DJ was like missing him because he wasn't supposed to be there go on (laughs) so she keeps imagining that she's seeing him like basically anytime somebody like kind of looks like him she thinks it's him yeah so the first time she mistakes seeing Steve is um right when they get in the front of Magic Kingdom and they're at the Aladdin float that will eventually be a big part of the episode she sees them as Aladdin which like we said before this is hilarious because he's actually the voice of Aladdin so she sees him as Aladdin the first time the second time she sees him as Prince Charming but according to Stephanie she mentions that she also saw him as Captain Hook Mary Poppins and Robin Hood (laughs) um so that's dramatic and then so that's dramatic (laughs) 
And then the third time is another iconic MGM Studios moment that I cannot watch this show without screaming Steve. Um, on the Indiana Jones scene, she sees Steve as Indiana Jones and stands up and's like, Steve! And everybody's like, what is happening? We should have so, done that when the one single time that we went to go watch the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put it on yeah. my story. I put Steve, like, whenever the boulder was rolling. Um, <laughs> you did! You did! I remember that. I Kate did. and I went, for the 30th anniversary of Hollywood Studios, Kate and I went and we did all the opening day stuff that was left, which was not a lot. Which and was so, restaurants. Which was restaurants and um, the Indiana uh, the Jones Indiana didn't Jones. open with the park. Yes, it did. Mm-mm. It opened like a week later. Okay, well then we saw it for nothing. <laughs> I am girl, outraged. We were, girl, I am we were outraged. Gr- we were grasping for straws. Okay, there was nothing. We had restaurants, and that's it. But they I would say opening a week. I would say opening lot. a week later is opening with the park. It's that, close yeah, enough. Yeah, well, that means that like I something say happened. A week later, but. I say a week later, but I think it was either July or August now that I think of it because I did an On This Day in Disney History about it. Um, Adam can Google really quick date. and check, but it was Adam, it was like August or Jul- it was August or September or July. It was like recently, it was, so it was after May. Mm-hmm. Um, For the so Indiana anyway, Jones show, yes, the Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones stunt spectacular. Stunt spectacular. Please use proper okay. nomenclature only. <laughs> Let's look it up. Also, Josie, I know like Steve or DJ was seeing Steve everywhere she went. Like when you go to a pizza restaurant, do you just see Pasquale like in every kitchen? I do. Pasquale. So the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular opened on August 25th, 1989. So, so we literally sat through that show for nothing. Is what, I'm pissed. Guys, but I I'm told pissed. But girl, I told you that when I went, I said this isn't opening day, but it's opening year, so we'll just do this. Nope. In, my mind, close enough. in my mind, in my mind, um, it was opening day. So a part of the whole like Aladdin push for this full house episode is the fact that like in Magic Kingdom when they walked in on Main Street, they randomly had this float, which was actually a part of an MGM Studios parade, yeah. but like go off house so now they would never do that yeah when i worked at disney yeah like we would not put things or show things in parks or places where they didn't belong because then people come and they're like well why is we have enough of people coming and being like well why isn't this here about like the harry potter castle okay so (laughs) like (laughs) so basically the storyline is that like a kids are going up to rub the lamp and if they can make the genie appear then they become like the prince or princess for the day steph was supposed to go before michelle but they tell her to have michelle go first michelle rubs the lamp the genie appears she becomes princess for the day again a thing that doesn't exist at disney um they have photos of her all over the park she gets three wishes do you um, imagine i would be yeah. an absolute monster and if I oh, had yeah. been Stephanie, she that would have been my truly. villain origin story. That would have been my oh, villain. Yeah. My villain. It was my my villain my origin. <laughs> my villain. We love villain. <laughs> that would have been my villain origin story if I had been Stephanie. I would have never forgiven my sibling. So Michelle's first wish is to ride all the rides with no weight. I was low key like, is this gonna be a low key push for VIP tours? But it wasn't obviously because all she rides is carousel. Like she wants to ride the carousel like eighty five times, and the Lame. other three girls are like, "Lady, let's do something else." Um, so 
you know, she gets lost, blah, blah, blah. Second wish is to have a tea party with all the characters and Snow White, like, grants that wish for her. And then at the end of the second episode, her third wish is that Stephanie can be princess and ride in the parade instead of her. Because as princess, she was supposed to ride in the parade at the end of the day. And since Michelle was not selfish, LOL, in my opinion, LOL, (laughs) because she was selfish all the first episode, um, since she wasn't selfish... Snow White said that she and Stephanie could both. Well, I mean, in all fairness, she was a little like she was supposed to be what, like six? Like I would have been selfish too. I wouldn't even give that last wish to my sister. Let (laughs) me tell you, those shows (laughs) gave me an unrealistic expectation of what siblings should be like because my brother would literally throw me under a bus, not metaphorically, literally. So, you know what? (laughs) I think that was pretty selfless of her. It's true. So, it's true. So, the some of the pushes that I thought were cool about like the three parks were like Joey getting to go to the animation studio mm-hmm. at yes. Disney MGM ain't there yes. no more um, I've he been did in those buildings which is really segment. cool they oh, still cool. have like signatures from the animators and stuff on the walls which is pretty cool Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that, like, when he gets his coffee from the animator who, like, brought him in there, it's a genie mug. Like, I was like, yes. that's fun. Um, I thought it was fun that, like, Becky and the boys were seen at Mickey's Starland. Um, it was originally Mickey's mm-hmm. birthday land. Then it becomes Mickey's Toontown Fair later. Um, it's one of those things you really wouldn't notice if you didn't know what to look for. And then, obviously, like, l- the Living Seas was another big push in this episode. Yes. between the coral reef, And yes. then, like, the aquarium stuff like the fact that joey and jesse did their radio show underwater Uh um that was crazy and then doesn't uncle jesse perform in front of the castle yes Uh they talk about it's so funny they talk about the episode in the 50th anniversary special that they just did for yeah for the 50th anniversary special they just did for abc they talked about um how they have done over the years so many different um how they've done so many different sitcoms over the years, and the two that they talked about were Full House and Blackish. And um, yeah. John Stamos is a huge Disney fan and was talking about how yeah. much he oh, yeah. loved performing, like he loved recording that scene because he, you know, was able to perform like that in front of the castle. Um, he was on, I think, Rob Lowe's podcast recently, um, literally, and he was talking about that experience of filming that episode and how, like, they all got to brought the, bring their families for that week that they filmed and how yes, like, uh, yes, he said that. his family was there and his he got to spend that time with his dad and all that. And so anyway, I yeah, I was looking like looking at it now, like all this far in the future, like it's crazy because he's such this big Disney fan, like well known, like big celebrity yes, Disney right. fan. He is a huge um, fan. And so for him to get to do something like that, you know, 20 something years ago it's got to be one of his top memories. he said it is that's what he oh, said yeah. in the 50th anniversary he was like it's still one of my like top memories of like my whole career is filming those those days like having our families there being there as like the full house family like that must have been incredible and at the time um they were so huge so like people in the parks yeah. were like yeah. freaking out about seeing them there like that must have really just been like what an indescribable experience for the people who were involved right and and on the topic of how big of a disney fan he is um he i 
I don't remember if it was in the auction a couple years ago, but he has the giant D. I know that sounds bad, but from the, the giant D from the Disneyland hotel sign, it's like 20 feet tall or something. He has it. Oh, in the I was going to say, I think he and also you can has see it on Google Earth. You could see it oh, on like Google Maps, everything. My if gosh. You, yeah. So if you go, if you look him up, if you say like, you know, John Stamos, like Disneyland hotel backyard sign or something like that, I'm sure you could find like an image of this um gigantic d sign in his backyard i think that i think he also has haunted mansion stretching room he does paintings oh i'm sure at the he he bought a lot he and drew carey and some others um bought a lot um i think drew carey paid like 400 something thousand dollars for either the it was either the dumbo ride vehicle or the peter pan ride vehicle Mm -hmm. um, yeah at that auction a few years ago that i um went to well, um, we, yeah, whenever he performs at the end, they have, um, he also sings A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes um, for Becky uh, because it's their anniversary. That was the whole thing. Like, the family wasn't supposed to go. They were just supposed to go away for their anniversary, and then the whole family comes, and they never get any time alone, whatever. Um, and then Danny also proposes to Vicky. Um, really? He attempts to propose to her mm-hmm. all two episodes, and then yep. during the fireworks at the end, he proposes. Yes. Um, Sobbing. But the, the last thing I would want to talk about for this episode is, like, the Disney MGM Studios tie-ins. We already talked about Indiana Jones and the animation studio, but also um, they showed the Aladdin parade, which, again, for me, I'm laughing because I'm like, this is the same genie float we just saw in MGM. I mean, <laughs> in Magic Kingdom back in MGM. Um, and then the camels that are now outside of the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, mm-hmm. they were in that parade, and so they squirt Danny at one point. So I'm like, that's kind of fun. Um but yeah, another push for Aladdin there. We talked about in the map episodes for that year, like mm-hmm. they the push for Aladdin was everywhere. So new rides, new floats, new characters, new like meals. Everything was Aladdin. So makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I think this is a better example of an episode where they really included a majority of the resort in my opinion yeah um and mm-hmm. like with three parks and grand flow i feel like they really covered a lot so it's no wonder that it's one of the most memorable for people so what's after next that is family matters i my mom loved this show but i've i i've watched her like a couple episodes i never episodes, watched but it I never but i watched, watched the two it. episodes for this oh i think i if you guys were alive like when it was like it it took over like kids of the 90s like well, I it saw was, like when Steve they went, Urkel it was, was the biggest yes, thing but when ever. they went yeah. it was season six so it's kind of funny that it was like later on in their syndication that they went right yeah and that this is another show I, I got to see one of my friend's dads worked somewhere in the show in the background so we got to see a, a filming of this uh show as well I love that the synopsis like I love that the storyline of this one had so much to do with Epcot and interventions and I think it yes. fits so perfectly with the show but like also with the time, because like it was only 1995, so Epcot was still, you know, fairly new. I mean, in terms of I a theme park, it, that's pretty new. Yeah, I yeah. think Interventions had only opened in like 90, yeah, it opened in 94, so it was still new. That's why they pushed it. Adam, um, get to get to researching, or are you sure about that 94? I'm sure. I did okay. a I did a video about it. Um, Kate and then has I wrote spoken. It Adam, you are useless. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard this today. Won't be the last. Oh my either. gosh! <laughs> uh, so for the Family Matters episode, it, they were they were called 
Um, we're going to Disney World Part One and Part Two again, which is very simple. Using I nomenclature love it. for me. Why? Like, I mean, I guess I get. I guess I get it because of the whole. I'm going to Disney World thing, yeah. but normally they would say like Walt Disney World. Well, it's very um, funny because there, that was a conversation that I had while I was working there that somebody tried to get me on that and be like, we never say only Disney World. And I was like, yes, we do. do. Yes, we do. There are many times where we say only Disney World. Like, yes, in most cases, it's, it, you, you know, we use proper, nom- they use proper nomenclature, but yeah. there are many, many yeah. examples where it is shortened to just Disney World. Well, I was assuming it was based on the fact that they had that whole um, I'm going to Disney yeah. World slogan. Yes. Because the next, like this this show and then the next two shows, all the titles are I'm going to Disney World. So, or we're going to Disney World. So, like, they were definitely pushing that for the next year or so. Um, but these episodes aired on April. April 28th and May 5th, 1995. Um, so season six, episode 22 and 23. Um, some of the main things I felt they pushed were, like you said, interventions um, that had just opened in 1994. Um, the Wilderness Lodge, they stayed at the Wilderness Lodge. That resort had just opened in May of 1994. So it was only about a year old at that time. Um, and then I felt that they put they pushed Tower of Terror that yes. had just opened the year before. They pushed Sci-Fi Drive-In Diner, which had just op- had opened oh, in '91. And then last, I noticed based on like a shot that they took when they walked up to the Magic Kingdom at first, they really panned over the um, the walk around the world bricks that they had right out front of Magic yes. Kingdom. And I did a lot of research trying to find out exactly when they started those. But from what I could find, the earliest somebody said was 95. And this episode came out in 95. So I wouldn't be surprised if they started like maybe a few years before that. But they were clearly trying to push that because they did a shot panning over them. Um, So I thought that was kind of funny, especially since those aren't there anymore either. Um, But basically the synopsis for this one is that uh, Steve wins a trip to Disney for this um, amateur inventors weekly competition. He's one of the three finalists and he his, since his parents don't want to travel with him, he is taking um, he's taking Laura's family and so they all travel and they stay at Wilderness Lodge. Some of the family ends up driving and not flying. They never make it to the park the parks they end up going to Canada they end up dealing with a hitchhiker so again I didn't watch the show so I really don't know everybody's name on the show I just know like who was talked about in the episode but um this show is again really good about hopping around to the different parks there were a few times though that I caught them like clearly trying to make a message of something but it wasn't accurate of like a perfect example um they show a monorail shot when they say they're leaving Magic Kingdom, which would imply, oh, they're going to Epcot. They're taking the monorail to Epcot. Then they end up at um, MGM. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you did not take the monorail And again, that would MGM. never happen now. Yeah. So um, right. I did figure out that a little later they end up showing the friendship boats. They don't say, like, we're so glad we're taking the friendship boats, but they show them. So I'm like, maybe that's how they would try to, like, play it off later. But, um... But that was one thing I noticed. Um, And then they did a little spot about Pleasure Island from what I could see. 
And then they had a big proposal scene, like, at the front yes. of the castle with Stefan. Um, so I was like, this is something that could, like, not happen normally. Like, where all the crowd is just, like, behind ropes. And then they have, like, this big velvet, velvet red carpet. And Cinderella walks Laura up. And, you know, all that. I was like, this is... Like you said, this is like ruining realities for people of like what can really happen um, at Walt Disney World. Um, So the whole thing is they have to stay three extra days because his invention machine gets broken. Basically, he changes from Steve to Stefan um, and then he can't switch back. And one of the other finalists is like sour that he was going to win the competition because he changes himself from like basically a nerd to like a cool guy. So they have to stay three days to be able to fix the machine. And during that time, I mean, they just go to all three parks. Um, the the father character wants to move to Orlando at some point. Like it was Same. it was just a really cute it was a really cute episode. They were on Tower of Terror. I loved that. Um, but I thought they did a really good job again of just showing a lot of the parks and then the resort. They did a really good lobby shot of Fort Wil- or Wilderness Lodge when they got there. Um, so I thought that was really good. But um, what did you, what stood out to you about this episode, Josie? I, I just love the Epcot stuff. I love that the, the interventions, yeah, the I interventions. think that was so smart since yeah. that it just opened and you know I am an absolute ho-ho for Epcot. Um, so I, I miss absolutely so loved much. that. I thought that was really cool. Also, it, it's the holiday season now. You can refer, your, refer to yourself as a ho-ho-ho. <laughs> <laughs> So next, this is the first. Um, this is the first episode that will happen since the completion of the uh, acquisition of ABC from, um, like Disney acquiring ABC. Um, so the Roseanne episodes, uh, those aired in February, February twentieth and February twenty seventh of nineteen ninety six. They were called "We're Going to Walt Disney World" and "Disney World War Two." So that's a fun play on words. I also was like Disney World War II. I was like still a little bit, I guess Roseanne was a little bit edgier. Yeah. And I think it was because it was like the part two episode. So that's why they were like World War, like mm-hmm. Disney World, we're in a fight. It's the second episode. But yes. yeah, no, I whenever I saw it, I was like, why is it called that? But um, so this one is available on Peacock. Um, the, I found they really didn't push, well, first of all, the whole first episode doesn't take place in the parks at all. It's all about them, like, traveling on the plane to Disney World. Um, and then when you get to the second episode, the only real things I felt like they pushed besides just, like, ride footage was the fact that Epcot sold beer, because, like, the, the Dan character wanted to go, he wanted to go to Epcot, like, to have beer when he found out Magic Kingdom didn't serve alcohol he left um and then the cleanliness because there was like this super cringy sequence where roseanne and her sister are like littering so the cast cast member can clean up and then like a vip tour guide person comes up and they're like we actually like offer trash cans all over the parks like to help keep them clean and i'm like okay so this is a spot about the trash cans garbage about trash cans (laughs) <laughs> about the the trash cans around the parks. So um so basically this the 
quick synopsis of the first episode, they end up running into some extra money after Dan completes a recent job, and um, they Roseanne suggests they spend the money to take the whole family to Disney World. They're on a flight basically the whole time. They end up all moving themselves to first class, and the plane was so glad to have them out of the main part of the plane that they all agreed they can just stay in first class because apparently they were just like causing a bunch of ruckus and everything. Um, and then the second episode, this is the only episode I found that I could not identify the hotel. So it's, they just show like an outdoor hotel shot. I'm thinking it may have just been on like Hotel Plaza Boulevard or something. They, I guess they thought like the Roseanne storyline wouldn't have made sense them staying at like, you know, the Grand Hotel or something yeah. like that. Um, but still so somewhere. I was shocked. I was like, I would think, I guess at this time they must not have had, I guess Adam could check did the all-star hotels where they built yet at this time. Because I would think you'd want to have them stay there to yeah. kind of push those. Um, so the funniest thing for me was like, they ordered all this room service and they're like, okay, park opens in 15 minutes. Like, let's go. And I'm like, guys, if the park opened in 15 minutes, because the next scene, they're at the front of the rope drop. I'm like, okay, so How the hell you're you saying did that? 15 minutes before the park and you're at the front of the rope for rope drop. Um, so anyway, those were really the only big things. One thing I will say about all these sitcom episodes is some of the cute character costumes that come up. Like, um, they, in this episode, they had a cowboy Goofy in Frontierland what? that I've never seen. He had the cutest outfit on. Um, cowboy Goofy is, is featured in the Disneyland sing-alongs from like 92 oh, or whenever. Really? Yeah. Okay, he has a, he has a, like a three second cameo. No, I was just going to say, I think it's so funny. The character that saves the day in this episode. It's friggin' Winnie the Pooh. What oh, a shock. Was, wait, you and I were on the same wavelength because I was literally like, I was literally about to say, and there's, there's this whole storyline where Darlene is obsessed with Winnie the Pooh, apparently. Yeah, like, I, in my notes I wrote, Darlene loves Pooh, wants to ride Space Mountain with him. Like, again, not really same. like a thing. Um, but, and then like, at the end of the episode when they're in Epcot, like, Pooh is still with her and they're exchanging numbers. And I'm like, this exchanging is so numbers? funny to me. Yeah, like she said, here's she said. I would give my life for Winnie the Pooh's phone number. She says something like, she says something like, oh, here's my number and address, and like, let's not make this one of those things where we say we'll keep in touch and we don't. Like that's what. And then they like pan over. They they were too obsessed. I'm sorry, I've said it before. I've said it again. They were too obsessed with Winnie and the Pooh back in the day. And spoiler alert, we might be talking about the Pooh a lot this season. But they were too (laughs) obsessed. It was it was too much for me. Um, the only other thing that I would, like, point out that I thought was fun was that they, again, showed, like, a Mickey Starland background and the, the fact that, like, the grandma had one of those old school mini hats where it was, like, Minnie's head, um, with the, with the really cute blinky eyelashes. Yeah, the one I Um, have. Yeah. Um, I had one, I had one, too, as a kid. I'm like, I don't know where it is, but... Well, Anyways, I didn't have anything. So. Well, for once, Adam, because <laughs> you be always me. have everything. Yeah, right? You watched all the sitcoms get filmed, so I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I might take a mini hat over that. So this one, as far as like actually pushing anything about Walt Disney World, I think it was more like we just got like this. We just bought ABC, so they need to come to the Disney parks. And also, it was very the, popular the, the at the time. Roseanne was, was very, very later. popular at the time. Yeah. So also the 25th would be later that year, that uh, year. So I guess that tracks. Um, so that one is available. Roseanne is available on Peacock. Um, and then 
Next is Step by Step, another two-parter. Yes. So these aired on May 3rd and May 10th, 1996. Um, and it was season five, episode 22 and 23. Like I said, it's coming to the end of the season. Um, so the big pushes I found in this episode were... Um, the DVC program and the DVC resort, which is now Old Key West, but at the time it opened as Disney Vacation Club Resort. Um, what? See, I literally, I learn new things every time, you guys. <laughs> I did not know that Old Key West opened as the DVC yes. resort. So mm-hmm. basically when DVC was started, it started just as like that resort. Like it was like, oh, if you're DVC, this is your home. Like that's why it's like welcome home. Like and then as the it was just that one. Grew, Damn. Yeah, as the program right. grew, it ended up being like all these resorts. But yeah, that's why they ch- ended up changing the name because it would have been confusing, you know, moving yeah. forward with all these other DVC resorts. Um so I thought that was really fun um I know that they started selling the DVC um, timeshares and stuff, I want to say in like 91, Adam can verify, but um, I know it was not 96, but I'm thinking that maybe the DVC res- had just opened in like 94 or 95 or 96, and that's why they had them stay there. But yeah, but I'm was, sure it was still pretty, like that's still probably yeah. was the newest resort at the time. Plus, I'm sure they were pushing the DVC program for like... Well, what I thought was cool is that they pull up in this yellow old-timey DVC car, um, which I'm like, did it come get them from the airport? Like, what happened here, you know? Um, Right. And I thought it was really smart marketing because they had this show has a huge family, and they were showing off one of their two-bedroom suites um, that they had at the DVC resort. Yes. Um, And I don't know about y'all, but I love, like, the vibe over there. It's It's so cute. Oh, yeah. So, so um, it says here that uh, the first Disney Vacation Club property, known as the Disney Vacation Club Resort, uh, opened on December 20th, 1991, and okay. it was later renamed Disney's Old Key West Resort in January of 96. Crazy. Oh, that's interesting. So, wait, it had just changed then. Yeah, January of 96, wow. and this was, what, May of 96, you said? Yeah. They never yeah. said where they were staying, but, like, I knew where they were yeah, staying. Yeah, from what it looked on- like the building so that's interesting so maybe that's why they showed it is because it was now old key west so okay so dvc the old key west resort was a big push pleasure island got a big push on this one um they were in pleasure island for like two different scenarios um one of which was in the neon armadillo um country club where they had one of the girls go for like a 500 dollars college scholarship to like perform or whatever um and then i felt that they did a good job of pushing park hopping in this one they went to all three parks and then they did a little segment in the utilidors um they didn't call it that but i knew that they were in the utilidors based on like all the screens and cameras and stuff that they had Mm -hmm. um so basically like one of the main storylines is that this guy um flash is going to try to beat this record that was set by this guy from Russia that had come to the park previously where he did all of the attractions, food and merchandise shops within 4 days. Um so he want he says he wants to bring the record back for America and like apparently the whole park gets in on it including like security and the utilidor and you know CMs and everything. So one of the other characters um, ends up, like, working 
in the utilidors in like the room with all the cameras and stuff and is like talking to him through a cell phone like okay you need to go to this popcorn stand now this they make it like this big thing and he ends up completing the record um at the end but um another interesting thing was they made up a restaurant location just for this episode um it's where tara it's where tara lena's is now in disney springs but they said the restaurant was called panetta's like basically another storyline was that this guy jt was saying that he was jt disney and that he was trying to impress these two (laughs) girls and so he like orders a limo and he ends up spending all of his apartment money that he'd been saving up with his best friend to like wow these girls which one of the girls was um joanna garcia um reba's daughter so i was like okay cool um but yeah panetta's i was like i've never heard of panetta's so i looked on some forums and panetta's was not a thing at disney it turns out it was um the location that's now terralina's today um Mm. but i guess they just retrofitted like a sign um i think it was called something portobello's at the time so i guess they just retrofitted a sign like for the outside just for that which is a very odd decision to make to be yeah. like okay we're gonna make up a restaurant yeah. make up a restaurant in pleasure island because they were pushing that it was pleasure island um so yeah they wrote a lot of the rides i felt like they did a good job showing off a lot of the attractions um they they had this whole stunt show segment again that was really fun. The Flash guy got to play Indiana Jones because I guess Indiana Jones wasn't available and he wanted this little kid who was going to be flying home later in the day to be able to see the show before he left. So that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, all in all, a really cute episode ended with um, fireworks at Illuminations. Um, and again, like I loved the fact that they worked in the behind the scenes utilidor stuff and that everybody was in on him completing this record. Yeah, yeah. that's a little different mm-hmm. than what we see normally as like that backstage. We don't normally see that as often. So this episode these episodes are available on HBO Max. Basically, most of those 90s episodes are available on HBO Max except Roseanne is on Peacock. Um so next is Josie's favorite episode. We're on Yes, I literally just watched it before we started. Um Yes. I did I, I was like, I have to. So Boy Meets World, Corey and Topanga had broken up. Corey is dating someone new, but things just don't feel right. Of course not, because he's meant to be with the lovely Topanga. And so yes. Topanga wins a class trip to go to Walt Disney World, and he goes to Walt Disney World so he can win her back um and you know this other girl that he had been dating keeps kind of getting in the way he's chasing her chasing her um it's all pretty much in Epcot I think they're in Epcot literally the whole entire time I didn't see them go anywhere else I thought for a second they were in Magic Kingdom I think they showed the castle for like a little bit but that is it um so yeah so the the biggest thing is like the whole story is in Epcot but they're in Magic Kingdom like three or four times and it's like how would y'all have hopped that quick yeah and it was like like, super quick like it wasn't like it was like it wasn't like a part of the storyline like they literally were like it was in the background um but what I thought was really cool and was so funny was there was so much time where they were in the Living Seas Pavilion and they were like mm-hmm. backstage by themselves. Like, yeah, I yes. just decided to stay here by the dolphin. <laughs> right? I just decided to hang back from the tour group. Like, uh, no, you can't. Like, what? Must that would nice. never happen. Right? Yeah, so it ha- crazy. It was um, crazy. But it culminates with a 
big kiss with Corey and Topanga right in front of Spaceship Earth with the fountain that is gone in Epcot now. And it's a just a gorgeous little one-parter, super cute. Um, and again, they just show lots of stuff at Epcot, mostly in the living seas. Like they show the coral mm -hmm. reef. They show the scuba diving experience. Um, they show the fountains. They show Spaceship Earth. They like show I think it was like the Goofy and the Colonial outfit and the American Adventure so like again yeah. they were pretty much like in Epcot the whole time um and I think what the cool thing is we start to get into these next few episodes is that Boy Meets World like yes they had the sitcom there but they also came for like one of the anniversaries and were in some of the specials and like there's mm -hmm. footage of the stars at um at River Country so that's when we start seeing like these like they're there for the sitcoms but also there for like the partnerships too, as, as they mm -hmm. get popular. Um, but I think that's it. Boy Meets World was like a pretty, like it was literally, I was shocked. Cause like in my mind, it was such a big episode, you know, but it's really just like a, a one normal length episode. It right. was. Yeah. The, the only three situations for magic kingdom were like, they waited in 30, a 30 minute line to get a churro in Tomorrowland and then went right back to Epcot. Um, and then <laughs> he slept in the log in splash mountain. That was always like a big, like, Cool oh yeah is that they slept in the logs <laughs> on Splashback. which for me the funny thing is the ride starts by itself and they end up going right down the hill it's like that doesn't actually happen um and then um there was there was a point where they ran they were coming out of tomorrowland and saw the beast um so that tells me that they must have just filmed this stuff in a different order and ended up moving it around um but yeah that's probably the castle scene but the thing that's interesting for me is like they do come back for the 50th, I mean, the 25th stuff later in the year. And we don't have the cake castle yet or anything yeah. in this footage because mm -hmm. it wouldn't come for another few months. But this episode, which was called The Happiest Show on Earth, um, it actually aired the same night as the part two for Step by Steps episode. Oh, so dang. They said they wow, both Disney. Aired, yeah, they both aired at the, sa the same night. Um, and this one is available on Disney Plus. This is the only one that's available on Disney Plus. The rest are like HBO Max, Hulu, or Peacock for the most part. Heck um, yes. So yeah, I mean, like you said, there it was basically just an Epcot ad, mainly a Living Seas ad, if we're being honest. Seriously, like the whole show, they were in the Living Seas, like every single part of it, which, you know, no complaints, no complaints. Okay, so as we are recording, we realize there is so much to talk about with these sitcoms. And so on the fly, we have decided this is going to be a beautiful little two-part episode, just like most of these sitcoms. And Boy Meets World is the perfect place to end, as it is, in my opinion, the superior sitcom <laughs> crossover. And as always, you can find us at Carousel Project Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to go ahead and show us a little extra love, we would love if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, it helps if you leave a little bit of what you like about the show. That way they can let others know about our Disney History Podcast. And of course, share us with your friends. We love Disney. You love Disney. Your friends love Disney. So, you know, get our name out there. Help us, you know, grow and expand and, and we can keep making great content for you guys. We love you and we can't wait to share the rest of the episodes in part two of season three, episode one. Wow, we're just like the Disney sitcom. Seriously. Yep. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Take care.